The Tragedy of King Lear by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four. Scene Six. The Country Near Dover. Enter Gloucester, and Edgar dressed like a peasant. When shall I come to the top of that same hill? You do climb up it now. Look how we labour. Methinks the ground is even. Horrible steep. Hark, do you hear the sea? No, truly. Why then your other senses grow imperfect by your eyes' anguish? So may it be indeed. Methinks thy voice is altered, and thou speakst in better phrase and matter than thou didst. You are much deceived. In nothing am I changed but in my garments. Methinks you're better spoken. Come on, sir, here's the place. Stand still. How fearful and dizzy it is to cast one's eyes so low. The crows and choughs that wing the midway air show scarce so gross as beetles. Halfway down hangs one that gathers samphire. Dreadful trade. Methinks he seems no bigger than his head. The fishermen that walk upon the beach appear like mice, and yon tall anchoring bark diminished to her cock, her cock a boy, almost too small for sight. The murmuring surge that on the unnumbered idle pebble chafes cannot be heard so high. I look no more lest my brain turn, and the deficient sight topple down headlong. Set me where you stand. Give me your hand. You are now within a foot of the extreme verge. For all beneath the moon would I not leap upright. Let go my hand. Here, friend, is another purse. In it a jewel well worth a poor man's taking. Fairies and gods prosper it with thee. Go thou further off. Bid me farewell, and let me hear thee going. Now fare you well, good sir. Seems to go. With all my heart. Edgar aside. Why I do trifle thus with this despair is done to cure it. Oh, you mighty gods! This world I do renounce. And in your sights, shake patiently my great affliction off. If I could bear it longer, and not fold the quarrel with your great opposeless wills, my snuff and loathed part of nature should burn itself out. If Edgar live, oh, bless him. Now, fellow, fare thee well. Gone, sir. Farewell. Gloucester leaps and falls along. And yet I know not how conceit may rob the treasury of life when life itself yields to the theft. Had he been where he thought, by this had thought been passed. Alive or dead? Ho, oh, you, sir! Friend! Hear you, sir! Speak! Thus might he pass indeed, yet he revives. What are you, sir? 
away and let me die. Hadst thou been aught but gossamer, feathers, air, so many fathom down precipitating, thou'dst shivered like an egg. But thou dost breathe, hast heavy substance, bleeds not, speak'st, art sound. Ten masts at each make not the altitude which thou hast perpendicularly fell. Thy life is a miracle. Speak yet again. But uh, have I fallen? Oh, no. From the dread summit of this chalky bourne, look up a height. The shrill gorged lark so far cannot be seen or heard. Do but look up. Alack, I have no eyes. Is wretchedness deprived that benefit to end itself by death? Twas yet some comfort when misery could beguile the tyrant's rage and frustrate his proud will. Give me your arm. Up, so. How is it? Feel you your legs? You stand. Too well. <sighs> Too well. This is above all strangeness. Upon the crown of the cliff, what thing was that which parted from you? A poor unfortunate beggar. As I stood here below, methought his eyes were two full moons. He had a thousand noses. Horns welked and waved like the enraged sea. It was some fiend. Therefore, thou happy father, think that the clearest gods, who make them honours of man's impossibilities, have preserved thee. I do remember now. Henceforth I'll bear affliction till it do cry out itself, Enough, enough, and die. That thing you speak of, I took it for a man. Often would say, The fiend, the fiend. He led me to that place. Bear free and patient thoughts. But who comes here? Enter Lear, fantastically dressed up with flowers. The safer sense will never accommodate his master thus. No, they cannot touch me for coining. I am the king himself. Oh, thou sight-piercing sight. Nature's above art in that respect. There's your press money. That fellow handles his bow like a crow-keeper. Draw me a clothier's yard. Look, look, a mouse! Peace, peace, this piece of toasted cheese will do it. There's my gauntlet, I'll prove it on a giant. Bring up the brown bills. A well-flown bird. In the clout, in the clout. Hugh, give the word. Sweet marjoram. Pass. I know that voice. Ha, girl with a white beard. They flattered me like a dog and told me I had white hairs in my beard ere the black ones were there. To say I know to everything I said I know to was no good divinity. When the rain came to wet me once and the wind to make me chatter, when the thunder would not peace at my bidding, there I found them, there I... 
melt him out. Go to, they are not men, or their words. They told me I was everything, tis a lie. I am not agu-proof. <laughs> the trick of that voice I do well remember. Is not the king? Aye, every inch a king. When I do stare, see how the subject quakes. I pardon that man's life. What was thy cause? Adultery? Thou shalt not die. Die for adultery? No. The rain goes to it, and the small gilded fly does lecture in my sight. Let copulation thrive. For Gloucester's bastard son was kinder to his father than my daughters got tween the lawful sheets. Tut luxury, pell-mell, for I lack soldiers. Behold, yon simp-ring dame, whose face between her forks presages snow, that minces virtue and to shake their head to hear her pleasure's name. The fitchew, nor the soiled horse goes to it with a more riotous appetite. Down from the wasted they are centaurs, though women all above. But to the girdle, to the gods inherit, beneath is all the fiends, there's hell, there's darkness, there is the sulphurous pit, burning, scalding, stench, consumption, fie, 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 pa, pa. Give me an ounce of seaweed, good apothecary, to sweeten my imagination. There's money for thee. Oh, let me kiss that hand. Let me wipe it first. It smells of mortality. Oh, ruin the peace of nature. This great world shall so wear out to naught. Dost thou know me? I remember thine eyes well enough. Dost thou squinny at me? No, do thy worst blind Cupid. I'll not love. Read thou this challenge. Mark but the penning of it. Where all the letter sons I could not see one. I would not take this from report. It is, and my heart breaks at it. Read. What? With the case of eyes? Oh, ho! Are you there with me? No eyes in your head, nor no money in your purse. Your eyes are in a heavy case, your purse in a light. Yet you see how this world goes. I see it feelingly. What? Art mad? A man may see how the world goes with no eyes. Look with thine ears. See how yon justice rails upon yon simple thief. Hark in thine ear, change places, and handy dandy, which is the justice, which is the thief? Thou hast seen the farmer's dog bark at a beggar? Aye, sir. And the creatures run from the cur. There thou mightst behold the great imagery of authority. A dog's obeyed in office. Thou rascal beetle, hold thy bloody hand. Oh, why dost thou lash that whore? Strip thine own back. Thou hotly lust to use her in that kind for which thou whipst her. The usurer hangs the cosner through tattered clothes great vices do appear robes and furred gowns hide all plates in with gold and the strong lance of justice hurtless breaks arm it in rags 
A pygmy straw does pierce it. None does offend. None, I say, none. I label them. Take that of me, my friend. Who have the power to seal the accuser's lips? Get thee glass eyes, and like a scurvy politician seem to see the things thou dost not. Now, 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 pull off my boots. Harder, harder so. O oh, matter and impertinency mixed, reason in madness. If thou wilt weep, my fortunes take my eyes. I know thee well enough thy name is Gloucester. Thou must be patient. We came crying hither. Thou knowest the first time that we smell the air, we wall and cry. I will preach to thee, Mark. Alack, alack the day. When we are born, we cry that we are come to this great stage of fools. This a good block. It were a delicate stratagem to shoe. A troop of horse with felt. I'll put it in proof. And when I have stolen upon these son-in-laws, then kill, 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 kill. Enter a gentleman with attendance. Oh, here he is. Lay hand upon him. Sir. Your most dear daughter. No rescue. What, a prisoner? I am even the natural fool of fortune. Use me well. You shall have ransom. Let me have surgeons. I am cuts to the brains. You shall have anything. No seconds. All myself. Why, this would make a man a man of salt. To use his eyes for garden water pots. Aye. And for laying autumn's dust. Good sir. I will die bravely like a smug bridegroom. What? I will be jovial. Come, come. I am a king. My masters know you that. You are a royal one, and we obey you. Then there's life in it. <laughs> come, and you get it. You shall get it by running. Sa, 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 sa. Exit running. Attendants follow. A sight most pitiful in the meanest wretch, past speaking of in a king. Thou hast one daughter, who redeems nature from the general curse, which twain have brought her to. Hail, gentle sir. Sir, speed you. What's your will? Do you hear aught, sir, of a battle toward? Most sure and vulgar. Everyone hears that which can distinguish sound. But, by your favour, how nears the other army? Near, and on speedy foot, the main descry stands on the hourly thought. I thank you, sir. That's all. Though that the queen on special cause is here, her army is moved on. I thank you, sir. Exit, gentlemen. You ever gentle gods, take my breath from me. Let not my worse spirit tempt me again to die before you please. Well, pray you, father. Now, good sir, what are you? A most poor man, made tame to fortune's blows, who by the art of known and feeling sorrows am pregnant to good pity. Give me your hand. I'll lead you to some biding. Hearty thanks. The bounty and the blessing of heaven to boot and boot. Enter Oswald. A proclaimed prize.
is most happy. That eyeless head of thine was first framed flesh to raise my fortunes. Thou old unhappy traitor, briefly thyself remember. The sword is out that must destroy thee. Now let thy friendly hand put strength enough to it. Edgar interposes. Wherefore, bold peasant, there's thou support a published traitor. Hence, lest that the infection of his fortune take like hold on thee, let go his arm. She'll not let go, sir, without further occasion. Let go, slave, or thou diest. Go, gentlemen, go your gate, and let poor Volker pass. And should have been swaggered out on my life, twould not have been so long as this by a fortnight. Nay, come not near the old man. Keep out, Chevoye, or I try whether you custard or my bellow be the harder. She'll be plain with you. Out, dunghill. She'll pick your teeth, sir. Come, no matter for your foins. They fight, and Edgar knocks him down. Ah, uh, slave. Thou hast slain me. Villain, take my purse. If ever thou wilt thrive, bury my body, and give the letters which thou findst about me to Edmund, Earl of Gloucester. Seek him out upon the British party. Oh, untimely death. Dies. I know thee well, a serviceable villain, as duteous to the vices of thy mistress as badness would desire. What? Is he dead? Sit you down, father, rest you. Let's see these pockets. The letters that he speaks of may be my friends. He's dead. I am only sorry he had no other death man. Let us see. Leave, gentle wax, and manners blame us not. To know our enemies' minds, we rip their hearts. Their papers is more lawful. Reads. Let our reciprocal vows be remembered. You have many opportunities to cut him off. If your will want not, time and place will be fruitfully offered. There is nothing done if he return the conqueror. Then am I the prisoner, and his bed my jail, from the loathed warmth whereof deliver me, and supply the place for your labor. Your wife, so I would say, affectionate servant, Goneril. O oh, indistinguished space of woman's will, a plot upon her virtuous husband's life, and the exchange, my brother, here in the sands thee I'll rake up, the post unsanctified of murderous lechers, and in the mature time, with this ungracious paper, strike the side of the death-practiced duke. For him tis well that of thy death and business I can tell. Exit Edgar, dragging out the body. The king is mad. How stiff is my vile sense that I stand up 
and have ingenious feeling of my huge sorrows. Better I were distract, so should my thoughts be severed from my griefs, and woes by wrong imaginations lose the knowledge of themselves. A drum afar off. Give me your hand. Far off, methinks, I hear the beaten drum. Come, father, I'll bestow you with a friend. Exeunt. Scene 7. A tent in the French camp. Lear on a bed asleep, soft music playing. Physician, gentleman, and others attending. Enter Cordelia and Kent. Oh, thou good Kent, how shall I live and work to match thy goodness? My life will be too short, and every measure fail me. To be acknowledged, madam, is all paid. All my reports go with the modest truth, nor more, nor clipped but so. Be better suited. These weeds are memories of those worser hours. I prithee, put them off. Pardon, dear madam. Yet to be known shortens my maiden intent. My boon I make it that you know me not till time and I think meet. Then be it so, my good lord. To the physician. How does the king? Madam, sleeps still. Oh, you kind gods, cure this great breach in his abused nature. The untuned and jarring senses, oh, wind up of this child-changed father. So please, your majesty, that we may wake the king. He hath slept long. Be governed by your knowledge, and proceed in the sway of your own will. Is he arrayed? Aye, madam. In the heaviness of sleep we put fresh garments on him. Be by, good madam, when we do awake him. I doubt not of his temperance. Very well. Please you draw near. Louder the music there. Oh, my dear father, restoration hang thy medicine on my lips, and let this kiss repair those violent harms that my two sisters have in thy reverence made. Kind and dear princess, had you not been their father, these white flakes did challenge pity of them. Was this a face to be opposed against the warring winds, to stand against the deep, dread-bolted thunder, in the most terrible and nimble stroke of quick-crossed lightning, to watch, poor Purdue, with this thin helm, mine enemy's dog, though he had bit me, should have stood that night against my fire. And wast thou fain, poor father, to hovel thee with swine and rogues forlorn in short and musty straw? Alack, alack, tis wonder that thy life and wits at once had not concluded all. He wakes. Speak to him. Madam, do you. Tis fittest. How does my royal lord... How fares your majesty? You do me wrong to take me out to the grave. Thou art a soul in bliss, but I am bound upon a wheel of fire that my own tears do scald like molten lead. Sir, do you know me? You are a spirit, I know. When did you die? Still, still far wide. He's scarce awake. Let him alone a while. Where have I been? 
where am I? Fair daylight. I am mightily abused. I should e'en die with pity to see another thus. I know not what to say. I will not swear these are my hands. Let's see. I, I feel this pinprick. Would I were assured of my condition. Oh, look upon me, sir, and hold your hands in benediction over me. No, sir, you must not kneel. Pray, do not mock me. I am a very foolish, fond old man. Fourscore and upward, not an hour more nor less, and do deal plainly. I fear I am not in my perfect mind. Methinks I should know you and know this man, yet I am doubtful. For I am mainly ignorant what place this is, and all the skills I have remembers not these garments. Nor I know not where I did lodge last night. Do not laugh at me. For as I am a man, I think this lady to be my child Cordelia. And so I am. I am. Be your tears wet? Yes, faith, I pray weep not. If you have poison for me, I will drink it. I know you do not love me, for your sisters have, as I do remember, done me wrong. You have some cause. They have not. No cause, no cause. Am I in France? In your own kingdom, sir. Do not abuse me. Be comforted, good madam. The great rage, you see, is killed in him. And yet it is danger to make him even o'er the time he has lost. Desire him to go in. Trouble him no more till further settling. Will please your highness walk? You must bear with me. Pray you now forget and forgive. I am old and foolish. Exeunt Lear, Cordelia, Physician, and Attendants. Holds it true, sir, that the Duke of Cornwall was so slain? Most certain, sir. Who is conductor of his people? As tis said, the bastard son of Gloucester. They say Edgar, his banished son, is with the Earl of Kent in Germany. Report is changeable. Tis time to look about. The powers of the kingdom approach apace. The arbitrament is like to be bloody. Fare you well, sir. Exit. My point and period will be throughly wrought, or well or ill, as this day's battle fought. Exit. <laughs>